0: You're listening to the Toad Hop Network Radio, worth watching.
1: Knocker, we're ready. Okay, we'll
0: play the intro or whatever you want to do. But you don't have it plugged in. Will it play? <laughs> so we're just gonna go in cold. We're
1: going in cold. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Here,
0: hold on. are we on the air right now? <laughs> Ah, uh, just tell me we're recording, Pat. Tell me we're on the air. We're we'll just, on the air. We are on the air. Hey! Welcome! To welcome to the sportscast. I don't know what's going on. We're trying to get the board running, but I think we're on the air without the introduction, so you're just going to have to do without introduction nah, sound whatever. effects right now. You know. Um, How's everybody doing? It's Wednesday. I think we got the computers fixed. <laughs> Cam's had an open beer for 25 frantic minutes that he hasn't been able to to, to partake in. But Welcome to the sportscast. I am Budknocker. I am here with Mr. Cameron Bullock. Josh has taken the day off for unknown reasons. But here we are. There's a lot going on in sports, a lot going on in the world, and uh, we are happy to be here. Got the air conditioning running. Hopefully, we are recording. Hopefully, we're live. Hopefully, you can hear us, because if not... Oh, well. <laughs> right, Cam? Well, How you we're, doing, we're man? We're doing it live.
1: Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right now.
0: All right. Josh says he can hear us on Ustream. Woohoo! All right. All right. We're good. We're rolling. Make sure you, you you move that cord back to take the phone calls. when. No, I did. I did. I did.
1: <laughs> we're all good. I don't understand, like, what's the the other one with the phone, but I don't know. I don't know well, well we're playing
0: out. it by ear. We think we got everything going. I know is going to be calling in. Uh, Odell, call in whenever you want, and we'll just you know we'll spend some time with you. Uh, but we do have Daryl Evans from the L.A. Kings. He will be calling in uh, in about 15 minutes at 6:40. We're going to be talking all things hockey. Uh, the Kings shake up in the front office. They got a new coach. They got a new GM. They have actually a new announcer. You know, big boots to fill uh, with Bob Miller's retirement. Um, we're in the middle of the finals. And we're down to best two out of three. Um, you know, we got the NBA going on right now i'm not sure how that's going to play out everybody thinks the cavaliers are out of it but they also said the same thing last year um so we'll get into a little bit of that um and uh we'll just we're just gonna wing it right here we're gonna drink some beers we're gonna have some vodka and uh uh we're gonna run our show the best that we can right camp
1: yeah we'll do it we'll do it right
0: <laughs> have another swig of beer camp take take a few breaths because you were frantic right there And it's all right, you know. It's okay. Everything's cool. I know. Breeze. This whole like uh,
1: this whole past week's been rough for me because we're starting to retrain for work and we've been adding stuff in. So Uh I'm like, my head is in a completely different place.
0: (laughs) That's no problem. And from what I tell, uh, from what I hear uh, prior to the show, we were uh, you know seeing if Cam's getting laid streak. We talked (laughs) about that last week. If he uh, actually got laid this week, and the answer is. No. No. The answer
1: is a big, resounding no. (laughs) O-Dog's calling in.
0: Oh, well, bring him in, man. Bring him in. Talk to me. Talk to me, O-Dog. What's going on? Oh, my my God. God. We can hear him. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Woo!
2: <laughs> right. We're i saw you guys struggling in the background i was rooting for you i said wait knocker and cam can't get it up what's going on over there well you know
0: why i can't get it up i'm diabetic and 58 there's a whole you know i got be- <laughs> well, it cam's excuse <laughs> <laughs> right but hey man it's good to hear from you we've been trying to get together since the damn uh, golf tournament you know um it's that wild, wild weekend. Um, how are things going with you, man? How are things on the East Coast? What's going on, man? Talk to you. Everything's going well. We
2: had a great show last night. Sorry you missed it. I know you're busy. The golf tournament was awesome. You know, I'm happy we, we came out there, and we had a great time. You know, Joe Falcon and I, we loved it. We got some great pictures. I still got to make sure I get you all the pictures so you can put some of them up on the site and just so you have some because I got a bunch of awesome pictures so I got to share that with you
0: well that would be fantastic man and you know the fans got to see your outfit man you just you just played it to the hilt. you were looking good the marshal even commented you know you better be able to bring some game if you are to dress like that out here G. so you know <laughs> that was, that was... And, uh, if you, if you can't play well you
2: look
1: good you know what I mean well, this, or if you try to look good, if you can't, or if you can play well, right? right? Exactly, so that'd be, that'd make you look even better. But
0: as a friend of mine says, uh, uh, o dog, mm-hmm. if you can't play, display." That's right. <laughs> so let's so go on to sports, man. Let's talk some sports. All right. Well, uh, let's talk. Uh, well, the NBA. Well, someone's on the ground right now. Uh, the NBA finals are going on. It looks like Bron on his back right now. Um, uh, we discussed this a little bit. Um, do you? What do you think's going on here man is 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 golden State that good because it's almost a replay of last year the two blowouts you know everybody thought it was done um but you know we have the the, the wild card and Kevin Durant playing for for uh, the Golden State Warriors right now um do you think you and cam are going to know more about all this than I am do you do you think it's possible? I mean I know it's possible, but being the way that things are do, do the Cavaliers have a chance You know After game one and two It's easy to say
2: no they don't have a chance Because they got blown out by an average of 20 points But when you have the best player In the league LeBron James obviously And what I regard as the best player to ever play ball uh, Professional basketball Then you always have a chance Um, We remember it started off the same way last year They were down Mm 2-0 They got one And they were down 3-1 And people counted them out And you know Wrote them off and LeBron James was not to be denied. Can they do that again? That's a tough ask. It's a tough ask to come back 3-1 in back-to-back seasons. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, the wild card, the new addition that's different is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. They took Harrison Barnes and made him Kevin Durant. Harrison Barnes couldn't hit the broad side of a barn last year, mm-hmm. but Kevin Durant can hit everything he throws up. You know what I mean? He's like throwing a ball in the ocean, as they say. So, it's going to be tough. I hope they win tonight. I got the game on in the background. I think they win tonight. If they don't win tonight, obviously, down 3-0. You're asking them to beat a team that they just lost 2-3 in a row, come back 4-0. I think that's virtually impossible. But with LeBron James, anything's possible.
0: This is true. Now, let me ask you this. Um, and, and, Cam, you comment on, on this also because we did go through some of this last week, but I, I got a, a little bit of a different question. Um, we know what happened to, to to Golden State last year. They looked tired in the finals when when they lost the three in a row. You could really tell that that whatever was getting to them had gotten to them, and they just weren't the same team, especially the last two games in that series. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think, even though you know, with the revenge factor playing in and and, and what have you, the addition of Durant, my my angle uh, that I'm going to ask you about is 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 Steve Kerr not being able to coach. Do you think this is uh, this is helping them? or do you think this is hindering them as far as you know them gathering the wagons he's sick that's a little more motivation to let the egos go and you know hey man we just got to we just got to play some ball and win this thing for him uh, uh, cam you go first
1: uh i think it's more to do with and and i know you know it's not really to do more with Kerr, but i would say curry wasn't healthy also last year mm-hmm. so him coming off rolling that ankle multiple times i think that's allowed him to play more freely in this series um but it's definitely a rallying cry for them to get durant healthy but and and Kerr back and getting all this stuff mm-hmm. so um just that chemistry mixing all together I think it it definitely helps Steve Kerr's case and the fact that he came back in game two mm-hmm. and they still did the same thing so um i don't I don't know it's 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 one of those weird coincidences but mm-hmm. I, I think they're just rolling at the right time
0: okay Odell? Do you think that has any difference, that Kerr not be in there? That, you know? I think
2: I agree with Tim. I think it definitely adds to the whole rallying cry. It's like, all right, we got Coach back. We can win this for him. We know he's struggling. Heck, nobody knows. I mean, Steve Kerr, this may be his last go-round, because from all the reports that I'm hearing, his back is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they, might, they need to get him the Phil Jackson chair to travel with and, and that sort of stuff. And I don't say that to be funny. I say that to be serious because, you know, what took Phil Jackson out of coaching is his back. So we don't know. Maybe the same thing's happening with Steve Kerr. And these guys, obviously, they're playing well. uh, But the addition of Steve Kerr puts him on an emotional high to say, look, let's get this one for coach. Not to mention, you also got to remember the Mike Brown factor. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown got ousted in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown was basically removed from his job by LeBron. And you don't think they're saying, hey, Mike. Let's go get this one for you, man. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown's the assistant head coach, so that's an added bonus. You know I me? Mean? Hey, listen, let's beat LeBron for Coach Brown. Let's beat LeBron for Coach Kerr. So all those things add up to a lot of emotion.
0: Well, I was going to bring that up next because I was, I was you know, snooping around the, <laughs> the, the Internet. and uh, God, the Internet's a wonderful thing. There's all kinds of information out I'm there. telling you. In case you... you guys didn't know. You guys ought to check the Internet out because there's it's, lots of information out there. Wait, wait, wait. What
1: is
2: this Internet thing you talk of? I've I never heard of this. Is, that, well, is right. this that WWW stuff, the Wild Wild West? That's right. what I call right. it. I don't, I don't mess with that Internet stuff. Well,
0: <laughs> well send a text to Al Gore because, you know, he invented it, and he'll give you all the information you need on the Internet. But <laughs> but there was a very good article on, on Mike Brown and, and exactly, you know, defining the situation or explaining the situation in a little more detail that you're talking about being fired you know, after after trying to build this team and, you know, a year and four months before they take off with LeBron and, and, and what have you, he's gone, you know, and then they fire him a year in, into, into the contract. The Lakers do what they do with him. Um, everything I've heard from Golden State is the players have just said one and one thing only. This guy is just total class. He's not here for Mike Brown. He's doing what Steve Kerr wants him to do and, and taking input from the players, and, and he understands that this is... Golden State team that was built, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say without him, but he was not the head coach, and and maybe not as integral as he could have been, if you know, with other franchises that he was with, and that they are rallying behind him because he's not using this as a springboard to another job, he's not using this as a revenge thing, he's been nothing but, we're here to play basketball, and we're gonna do what Steve Kerr wants us to do, and I'm gonna make sure that we put his plans in place. And, and and what what do you think of that as far as, you know, the Mike Brown situation over here? I, I think it sounds
2: great. Um, and I think that's Mike Brown. You know, by all accounts, I've heard nothing but good things about Mike Brown. I've heard he's a, a humble guy. Um, now, the question is, what kind of coach is he? I don't know. Is he a great coach? Obviously not. Is he a good coach? Yeah. Could he coach some teams in the NBA, maybe the Milwaukee's, you know, teams like that? and be successful it, it, relatively, probably. Is he a coach for the Lakers, the Cavs, or the Warriors right now? Probably not in the head coaching position. But I think that his humbleness and his willingness to be a team player plays right into what they're talking about. And, and, and that's the right approach for Mike Bounce. Hey, listen, we're doing this for Coach Kerr. This is his team. I'm just here to fill in the spot until he gets back. And if he doesn't get back, we'll do it for him. And I'm, this, I'm not here for the glory. I'm here for you guys. I think that's the exact right approach.
1: Actually, you know where I think it would be an interesting spot for Mike Brown, and uh, you guys can kind of both throw it around here, but Fred Hoiberg has been rumored to be a a real candidate for the Ohio State job now that their Uh, head coach just left. Yeah, we'll get into that, too. And and even with that now, maybe you have Mike Brown go back to the East, and maybe he coaches the Bulls and gets Jimmy Butler and tries to get that team going again, so I don't know. He's he's kind of been a placeholder coach almost to a certain degree, but... He hasn't had this amount of talent, so it, it's pretty tough to, to kind of weigh it.
0: Well, let me throw this out out to you, okay? Um, Spolstra, Tyrone Lou, and Mike Brown, right? I mean, yeah. if, if, if Mike Brown is the coach of, of the Miami Heat with all those players on that team and just basically stays out of the way like Spolstra, is, is he, you know, who's the better coach? Is it just circumstance? You know, I'm I'm a firm believer that you land in the right place and things go right. You're a great coach, and if you don't, and you don't have the players, no matter how good you are, you're just not going to make it. You know, I think that's kind of a situation, and Mike Brown just kind of seems to just be in the wrong place at the wrong time a few times.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I would say with that Cleveland team, that first Cleveland team, they weren't nearly as talented as any of LeBron's teams have been probably exactly. since 2010. That's, that's my point. 2010, so it is really hard to judge him. But the East was a lot weaker then. Uh, I, You know what, and I hate to say it, but I think LeBron's kind of a coach killer, and I think he's <laughs> kind of gotten started getting that reputation now. With wow. David, David Black coming in. <laughs> no, 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 but Odog, think about it. With David Black coming in, and him basically firing him halfway through the season last year, and Ty Lue, now what happened? David Bratt was the wrong
2: guy, Cam. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Nobody knew who David Bratt was. Nobody was going to respect David Bratt in the NBA. We don't care what you did in the European League or, or overseas. You're not the guy. Nobody respected that guy from day one.
0: But so why it, that why was just the wrong push by the Cavs. Why do it in the first place? You, you, it, you had to know. I mean, all of us sitting here knew – the day he was hired, that this wasn't going to work. So what's the, brain exactly. trust, what's the brain trust as to even trying to experiment with that? Because you know it's not going to work. You know you're going to have to fire him, and it's all going to come down on your best player.
2: Right. Like, when they said David Blatt, I was like, who? Who the hell is David Blatt? I've never seen the guy. So that's, the, that's me. I don't regard him as a coach killer. And, and you know, I'm not going to really remember this, Cam. You're probably too young. They called Magic a coach killer, and he got
0: Paul Westhead fired.
3: <laughs> yes, right, sir. Naka? Yes,
0: sir. Absolutely, he did. No doubt about it. But Le- so
2: you could you could say that,
0: and 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 they call Michael a coach
2: killer when he got um, Doug Collins fired.
0: hmm And they're probably
1: all true. They're probably all well, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to a certain degree,
3: though. LeBron <laughs> that
1: may be right. Has, is it not fair to say that LeBron and and even you know even, uh, Knocker will agree with this. Even Kobe, they've had a certain degree of. Higher turnover of coaches to make you wonder, like, is it really the coach or is it the player? Is it the GM? It almost seems like they're throwing everything at LeBron. Like now, I'm hearing a rumor that even this season, if the Cavs don't win or if they get swept, they could trade for Boogie Cousins and trade Kevin Love, who LeBron wanted to trade for in the first spot. So it's like, do I really? What do we really believe? Yeah, I don't
2: know. The press that's the question. That's the question. What do you believe? What do you know? What do you, We obviously don't know exactly what's going on. And LeBron's going to catch the brunt for whatever reason. You know, I'm a LeBron guy. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm an apologist for LeBron. Not that there's anything for him to apologize for, but I am a LeBron supporter. So I'm, always, I'm usually going to fall on the side of LeBron with the exception of maybe the decision. Do I think he's a coach killer? No. Do I think he's done everything right? No. Do I think he's done a lot of things right? Yes. Is he the GM? I don't know. It's more likely than not that he has something in every personnel decision going on in Cleveland, every coaching decision. But that's not any different than any other star, whether it's Kobe, Magic, Michael, they all have decisions. And to go back to your original point knocker, you can't be a great coach without great players. Pat Riley is who he is because he coached four Hall of Famers. Worthy, Magic, Kareem, You You know what I mean? (laughs) And Michael Jackson is who he is because he coached two of the greatest all-time players in Michael and Kobe. And not to mention he coached Shaq, so he's great because he coached great players. If you get bad players, guess what? You're not going to be a bad. You're not probably not going to have a lot of success. Now the one caveat, the one sort of outlier of that is you got to look at Brad Stevens and what he's doing up in in Boston. Brad Stevens took a five nine guard, almost made him a scoring champion, got him to one seed, and went. You know, it went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They get a couple more picks. Brad Stevens is going to start looking like a stud.
1: Now, do you- if he doesn't. A a, a a question to ask just for, you know, we're talking about Brad Stevens and Boston and all this. Do you think, o oh, dog, it would be better for the Celtics to kind of wait this little Cavs-Warriors rivalry out and maybe just extend, you know, all their young players and kind of keep all that? Or if you're Boston, do you try to go get the superstar to compete with LeBron?
2: I think you got to go get the superstar to beat LeBron because otherwise you turn into Michael Jordan keeping you from championships. Now, LeBron may not win all the championships,
0: because of Golden State. Oh doug you still there? There, Der- Mr. Evans, are you on the line?
4: I am on the line, yes.
0: Absolutely. Oh doug I don't know what happened, but please stay on the line. Please stay on the line, O-Doug. Uh, on the line call- calling in is uh, none other than Mr. Daryl Evans uh, of the L.A. Kings, former player, the hero of the miracle on Manchester. I'm sorry until you tell me not to tell you that, and I don't think you'll ever get tired of hearing that, but you are the man from the Miracle of Manchester, um, from the LA Kings Broadcasting. Uh, he's been kind enough to call in today to talk some hockey, talk some uh, – just, just, just talk, man. Have a good time. Daryl. what is up? How are you today?
4: Well, you know, you know th- things have been good. Uh, you know, summer's been actually kind of clicking around real, uh, real quick. And, you know, an opportunity to talk a little bit of hockey. Uh, I thought it would be a good time to give you guys a call and uh, – Get caught
0: up on things. Well, I certainly appreciate it. I'm sorry to get, keep sending you the texts. we're on, we're off, we're in, we're out. I mean, you know, it's just we do what we can to get on the air. <laughs> we got on the air and you're here. So, so I'm really glad to talk to you. A um, lot happening in the Kings organization. We'll get to the finals right now. But a lot happening in the Kings organization. The biggest turnover in the Kings organization probably in the history of the organization. Not only did they change their coach, who has won two Stanley Cups with them, they changed their um, um, general manager who built the team that won the two Stanley Cups. And we lose an icon in Bob Miller. We have a new uh, announcer that's going to be working with you guys. Um, What is the feeling around the organization? Uh, Are they is it kind of shocking or is this viewed as, you know, okay, we had our run, it's time to change. Uh, uh, you know, was Coach Sutter upset that he had to leave or did he was he kind of cool with it? Okay, my time's up. I want to go back to my farm because he took this as an interim gig in the first place and it lasted as long as it did. What's the feeling around the club right now?
4: Well, you know, I think the initial shock, you know, has, uh, has dissipated. You know, I think uh, when the season come to an end, you know, you look at the last three years, Kings didn't make the playoffs in two the three years. And then the other year that they did make the playoffs, a very quick exit in the first round of San Jose. So uh, I think it was time something needed to be done. Um, You know, I think when you look at, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter, when he first came on board, uh, you know, he got everybody, uh, you know, to a level where, you know, nobody had ever been able to get this franchise before. So between he and Dean, uh, you know, they did a great job with, you know, what was in place already adding to it and, you know, eventually going on to capture a couple of Stanley cups. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, you have to continue to keep looking to improve. And I don't think king I don't think the Kings were doing that. And I think that's what forced the change. Uh, now, in saying that, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, both Bean and Daryl, you go in the last season, you lose Jonathan Quick in the first game. You lose him for exactly. 60 games mm-hmm. Uh Anjay Kopitar. You know, he has a, you know, a year that uh, unlike he's ever had before in the NHL, Tyler Toffoli got the injury and his production was down. You know, so I think you know right there you're handicapped, and I think the Kings collectively as a group kind of changed the way that they played the game. They really had to pay attention to defense and helping their goaltender out, and, and they did a good job at that. Unfortunately, at the end of the year, when you know they had Jonathan Quick and uh, and uh, Ben Bishop, uh, they they couldn't find a way to muster up any goals, and I think that's where the Kings have to change uh, their philosophy a little bit. I think they've got to get uh, be a better skating team. I think they have got to look to create more offense. Uh, it's one thing to be able to defend, but you also have to be able to you know put the puck in at the other end. and uh, you know that's something that was was uh, you know very evident that they lacked scoring and have lacked scoring over the last couple of years. So I think getting Angie Kopitar back, uh, you know, and Tyler Toffoli, who today signed a three year contract extension with the game nice. uh, yeah, that so that's that's good news. Uh, earlier, a couple of weeks ago uh, Tanner Pearson signed a deal as well. so, You know the Kings have you know the their their uh, the core of their players up front in place moving forward. So I think that puts things to rest. Uh, Jonathan Quick's working out. You know every indication that he's going to be able to resume the play that uh, you know that uh, allowed the Kings to be able to win Stanley Cups with him in the net. And I think he showed that last year when he came back at the end of the season how how prepared he was and how hard he worked to get himself to that level. So. Um, you know, now in the, you know, the offseason uh, this year, things are a little different. There's an expansion draft coming up. Uh, the you know, this new team in Las Vegas
3: mm-hmm. is
4: going to take one player from the Kings, so the Kings have to first of all decide which players they're going to you know, protect and leave unprotected, and that list will come out in the next uh, couple of weeks here just, just prior to the draft, and that will all get resolved. And, you know, the Kings have, uh, I think it's the 11th pick this year in the first round. So that's something that they, they lack last year. Not that they're expecting uh, their first round pick to, you know, to step in and uh, you know, have an impact, but uh, you know, a couple of young players that we saw, you know, little bits of last year, you know, Kempe come in, uh, you know, he brings that speed element, uh, you know, that skill factor allowed the Kings to be able to be a little bit more of an attack team. We saw Brzezinski come Quinn, get a little bit of a taste, Ladue back in the blue line and mm-hmm. just create a little mm-hmm. bit more offense. So I think the Kings are slowly trending in that direction. So, I think there's a lot of positive things to look forward to, uh, you know, with a new voice behind the bench and John Stevens. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, John was part of the, you know, the old coaching staff, but I think we all have to understand that, you know, when you're at an assistant coach an associate coach, it's the voice of the coach and the message of the coach that is being delivered and being accepted by the players. So now he's got that opportunity. He's, you know, he's going to be the one dictating things. He's going to be delivering the messages and, uh, I'm sure that the you know the players are going to you know welcome as they did with Daryl before, uh, you know his philosophies and things like that, and try to execute them. Because again, at the end of the day, you know they're either all going to win or they're all going to lose. And uh, I think they've had enough of the losing over the last few years, and they're looking to turn the corner and get get themselves back into playoff hockey, and then and then take their chances when they get there.
0: Now, I, I I I agree with you on a whole lot of points. I'm of the opinion that it's a very rare occasion where after eight nine years of of somebody coaching a team that it just, you know, Popovich is an exception in basketball. You know, Scotty Bowman was an exception in hockey. But, you know, after a few years, it, it just starts to wind down, and the Kings were so hungry for so long, and they brought us those championships that even though they let the coaches go, I think the Kings fans are smart enough now, and they understand what's going on, that, that it is time to turn a new leaf, that we still have a good team. And what I find interesting is the, is the trend in the NHL um, – you know, you can't do this forever. The Chicago Blacks, Blackhawks, case in point, gone in the first round, two goals in four games. Who'd have ever thought that? But what I find really interesting is the Nashville Predators this year with the way their defensemen are playing. This is the Kings, you know, this is the way the Kings played. The defensemen added points. The defensemen were part of the whole entire group. So you're seeing that the Kings brought something to the NHL, and I think it's. It, you're absolutely right. It's the right time in the infusion, and everybody's still positive. But to do this two years from now, and, and you know, God forbid you didn't, you, know, you didn't make the playoffs for two more years, now you're really sunk. Now you've got older players, and now you really have disorganization. So I think it was a great time for the Kings to do this. Now we move on to the current playoffs right now. The, the NHL playoffs, bar none, are the absolute best thing that, that is on TV and the most exciting playoffs, the most competitive playoffs on earth. How do you see... This finals going because you know Pittsburgh is trying to repeat and they play all those games. Nashville, you know, haven't gone out early in all these know uh, the last couple of years of the playoffs. They're actually on pretty fresh legs even though they're playing in the finals. Um, I find it just fantastic how Nashville has bought into this team, and you have a couple of contrasting styles going on right now. I find it just truly enjoyable to watch the competitiveness. Nothing dirty, nothing you know, nothing bad going on. How do you view? What's going on? How do you view the status of the NHL? Is it good for the Predators, you know, to, to be playing and doing what the Kings did, proving that an, eight, an eighth seed, just get in the playoffs, man. Just get in and anything can happen. Is this good for the league, for Nashville, if they, if they come out of this? And how do you see the last three games going in these final series?
4: Well, I'm going to go way out on the limb, first of all. I'm going to tell you it's going to go at least six games. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. That's
0: why you're the expert, Daryl, and we're just sitting here talking heads.
4: <laughs> I, I, I'm, but you know, I think when you look at this series, and there are a lot of similarities between the Kings and the Nashville Predators back in mm-hmm. 2012, yes. when the Kings won. And you know, it, it's great to see. And uh, I think when you look at Nashville, you know, they relied heavily upon some great goaltending by Pekareny, especially in the early part of the playoffs, and that allowed this, you know, this young, inexperienced team in playoff hockey to really kind of gain some confidence and take their game to another level. and as the Kings did, in, in, you know, not only in 2012, but also in 2014. Yes, sir. You're getting contributions from so many different guys. I mean, like their defense has been scoring, so many different guys up front. And, and that's what you have to have, especially when you're playing against an experienced team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, a team that knows how to win and have so many high-profile players like Crosby, Malkin, and those type of guys. So it, it's been a great series. I think it really speaks to the parity in the National Hockey League on any given night, uh, you know, you look at that first round, I think it was 18 games went into playoff, uh, pardon me, into overtime. Yes, sir. It's just, you know, the, the difference between these teams is, it's, it's such a fine line. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the fans, you know, we're, we're just treated to su- such excitement, uh, you know, for, you know, a little over two months. It's just great to watch, uh, you know, the way that this one plays out, you know, neither team's been able to win a game on the other team's building yet. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's feeling confident going back home. I think right now, I would have to say the momentum is probably in favor of Nashville. I think the last couple of games, you know, they've really gotten their game, you know, back together. I think because the amount of time now between games, you know, four and five and five and six and six and seven, if it it comes to that, um, you know, I think, you know, both teams are going to have that, you know, that luxury to be able to you know, go back to the drawing board. This is where your coaching comes in and, mm-hmm. you know, watching your game film. But it's, this is a, It's going to be an exciting end. Um, you know, you think, you know, that the specialty teams will eventually take over. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh has not been able to have much success with the man advantage. Nashville's penalty killing has been good. And, you know, we always hear your best penalty killer is your goaltender. But Pittsburgh hasn't been able to get a lot of shots. I think they've only mm-hmm. had six shots on goal in their last 15 power plays. So
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, staying out of the box, discipline. Uh, those type of things, but you know you look for somebody to rise and I think right now Nashville's feeling very confident uh you know pittsburgh 's got the confidence because of the history that they have, but uh the pressure is on pittsburgh, so you know we 'll see how it goes uh i would be i'd actually very be very surprised if this one didn't go to seven games. I know I said six games being a smarty, but i 'd actually be surprised if i 'd actually be surprised if this didn't go to seven games uh uh, you know, if, it, if it's Nashville, that means, you know, if it goes six, that means Nashville had to win four straight, you know, and if it's Pittsburgh, you know, they got to go into Nashville and, and win a game. But uh, I, I see this one going seven games and looking forward to watching, uh, you know, game five tomorrow night.
0: Absolutely. I did predict seven games. Now, an interesting thing here is, is, is Sullivan didn't hesitate to pull the trigger, get Andre Fleury out, put Murray back in as his goaltender. But the last two games, I, I'm not going to say he's looked shaky, but he's given up what eight eight goals eight in goals. the last two games, something like that. In a scenario, let's just have this scenario where they go back to Pittsburgh, the predators do, and let's say they win a game four to one or, or five to two. Is yep. there any any chance at all that they do not start um um they do not start Murray? in a game six in Nashville, or are they just just putting their eggs in one basket and they're going to win or lose with Murray? Is there any chance at all at a goaltending change? Because, you know, right now in a game five blowout, what do you do if you're Sullivan?
4: Well, you know, I think there's always a chance, you know, and that's, you know, that's, you know, the coach, you know, they always have that, you know, that option, you know, to be able to, you know, make that change. But I think sometimes, you know, when that change is made, Uh, You know, you you ride a guy for so long, unless there's something that is really falling off that you can see maybe, you know, his his body language, he's not carrying himself the same way that he hasn't got that confidence. Mm -hmm. I think you really have to take a look at how, if you do make that change, how it will impact the rest of the team. Because I think each team has, you know, an expectation that, you know, their coach is going to put, you know, a guy in that they feel very comfortable playing in front. And I don't think right now that Pittsburgh doesn't have the confidence in their goaltender. Uh, you know, again, it's a fine line is, uh, you know, after, you know, after the first couple of games there that we saw in Pittsburgh, right. you know, we, you know, everybody's saying that Pecorino might not start. Game right. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, I, exactly. I bet your house, my house and everybody else's houses, there's, you know, <laughs> there's no way that Pecorino is not starting the next game. And, and if you want to sit there and point those losses at the goaltender, center, then, uh, you know, you're looking in the wrong direction. I mean, collectively as a group, I don't think you can blame one individual, Uh, There might be a particular point in a game, whether it's a goaltender missing a puck that, you know, more times than not he makes the save on. What if he looked down at the other end and the guy's got a chance to put the puck in the net and he doesn't put it in on a chance that he should put it in. I mean, you know, nobody shoot him at sundown. So I think, you know, you can't put too much pressure upon the goaltenders. Uh, I think, you know, both goaltenders Murray and and Pecorino, these are going to be the guys that both teams are going to ride right through it, whether it's, you know, Six games or seven games. I don't expect to see any changes unless something, you know, one guy just for whatever reason can't find the puck on on a given night.
0: All right, I, I agree with you. Now we're going to change it a little bit. We're going to get a little lighter here, uh, uh, Mr. Evans. If you were talking to Daryl Evans, uh, LA Kings player and uh, current broadcaster, um, where did you get your suits, Daryl?
4: Well, I used to get a lot of them made in. Uh, <laughs> Because, man,
0: you are a snazzy dresser. I just got to lay it out there. For those of you that do not watch the Kings broadcast, those of us that are out here, we do wait every night to see what Daryl's wearing, okay? He's the Don Cherry of the L.A. Kings, you know, not as outlandish, but he does show up dressing to impress every single night. So I'm just curious, man. Are those all custom made or, or, you know, how do you go about choosing what you're wearing on, on stage?
4: Well, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the majority of them are made every once in a while on on the, uh, I don't say like maybe the holidays or something, I'll grab something that I, you know, that I can buy already made. But even for some of those, I've had them made. Uh, it just depends it. on how much, you know, how much time and things, you know, things I have. But uh, I had somebody making them up in Canada. And now I have somebody local <laughs> that makes them here. And uh, it's, you know, I'll just kind of throw a little something out there what I'm looking for and. I like stuff that's different. Uh, you know, it's I don't like I, I don't want to say that I don't like, but uh, I, I just I, I like different stuff, and I like stuff that's you know it's got uh, you know got a little a little bit of a shine to it, and it it's, uh, you know so my, my my eyes are open to to a lot of different things. I like colors, <laughs> and uh, you know I, I think it I think it kind of you know kind of maybe you know it you know I am I'm, I'm an active lively type of person, and I think you know kind of. It probably, uh, you know, kind of gives a little bit of my personality as well that, you know, that, uh, you know, that I am alive. And it's just, you know, it's just that... uh I'm going to let you know I'm there. Absolutely. Whether you can see me or hear
0: me. me. (laughs) Vegas is going to love you. That's all I got to say, man. Vegas, I'm not (laughs) sure Vegas is ready for Daryl Evans showing up with the repertoire of the clothes. And uh, a couple other questions before we let you go. Again, we're talking to Daryl Evans of the LA Kings. And and, uh, most people may not understand this question that are not at least 40 years old. But what did you personally and what did the Kings think of Harold Sneps of the Vancouver
4: Canucks? Can, can you repeat that again? <laughs>
0: it's, it's kind of a personal question. And again, if you're not my age or at least 45 years old, you may not understand the question. But I'd like to know, Daryl, what you personally and what the L.A. Kings at the time thought of Harold Sneps, the defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks.
4: <laughs> Harold Sneps, my <laughs> old buddy. <Yeah. laughs> you know, Come on. You know he, was, Come on. he was a guy that, yeah, he's a guy that tried to instill fear in everybody and, for for whatever reason, you know, he he didn't take too much of a liking to me, and and he let me know it every time we were on the ice, whether it was you know with a stick or verbally, and you know, but you know, he was fun to play against. You know, I think you know at the end of the day, he had that, you know, he was a guy from you know from the old school, you know, cut from that old cloth, and you know when you were going into his area, that you were gonna you know you're gonna feel his presence there. Like I say, whether it was the stick or his fist or or something, you know, it wasn't going to be easy, but. Um, you know, a lot of respect for guys like that, that, you know, that played the game with, with that edge and he played his role to a T and yes, you know that allowed him to play as long as he did. But, uh, you know, I, lo- I know a lot of the fans love to, cheer, you know, chant his, his name when he was in town and, you know, they like to see him make a mistake, but, you know, he was a competitor on the ice and, uh, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, I think he, you know, really kind of tells you what an old school player player was like because he had all those qualities.
0: I, I got to tell you, Daryl, I was one of the nine thousand because nine thousand was a good crowd back in the day, and you know it. There was, there's nine thousand loyal Kings fan, and I don't want to hear it from anybody else. There's nine thousand of us, and I'm one of them. Harold,
5: Harold,
0: you remember that, right? <laughs> so so anyway, um you do some charity work right? before we let you go. You've been more than gracious to talk to us this long. I really truly appreciate you calling in. Um you did some charity work. You, you do something. I'm 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 so sorry. I do not remember what it is, but I remember you sent sending something out that there was a skate thing or you supported some high school hockey league or 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 something. What was that about? And and tell me about your charity work real quick.
4: Well, I'm involved with the American Heart Association. I sit on the uh board for uh uh, go Red for Women campaign. Uh, I'm involved. I, I uh, host our, our five and our 10K run, uh, which uh, the proceeds go to hydrocephalus. Uh, I speak uh, on behalf of the Brain Tumor Society uh, at their at their annual walk uh, and runs that they have on one that they have here locally. Uh, the Ram- Ronald McDonald uh, Foundation. Uh, you know, I support them as well and. Uh, there was a period of time there. I think it was about six, seven years that I donated a hundred dollars for every power play goal that the Kings scored nice. through those seasons. Nice. Yeah, and then you know, children's hospital and you know things like that. I just I try to get involved as much as I can. Uh, you know the game's been so good to me, and you know I feel that I'm in a position where uh, you know I can I can impact things in a positive way. You know whether it's uh, you know sometimes with a little bit of financial support, but probably more importantly. Which I I value even more is you know the time and being able to mm-hmm. support events that they have and making that awareness uh, you know uh, evident to, you know to everybody out there. So I I try to do as much as I can. You know we're only on this planet for a short period of time, and um, you know I try to I try to make every day uh, have an impact on on somebody's life.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. Uh, you do do yeah. just just you know God's work out there, and you're just a fine human being you're a fun human being that's why we love you and and you know i really love the fact that you take your time to call in into us and 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 give us some of your expertise and some of your fun um i really appreciate you calling in um you know we'll get back at you before the you know maybe in the summertime a little bit or or uh, if you ever have anything you want to promote you give us a call just you know let me know on a dm or something like that but thank you so much for calling in i really appreciate the time that you give us and uh you know let's let's hope the Kings. Uh, roll on next year and get back in the playoffs and do something good so thank you so much Jeff for calling in and you have yourself a good night and we'll talk to you soon
4: I appreciate it guys thanks for having me on keep up the great work on the show and look forward to talking uh some new topics there maybe after a free agency and things like that exactly we'll see uh we'll see how things build up and get ready for the next season
0: you got it Daryl man take care man thanks for calling that was Daryl right. Evans have a great night Thank you. That was Daryl Evans of the LA Kings, uh, former player, current broadcaster, and just an all-around nice guy who does you know, a bunch of work out there for charity and what have you. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. I know O-Dog's probably calling in. Josh is going to call in okay. uh, after the break. So, uh, O-Dog, just stay there if you can. We want to keep you on. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll try and figure out how to get two calls on at the same time.
1: Um, no, I did. I accidentally I accidentally pressed the green button. It's oh, well, way plus. to go, Kim! I felt like a dick.
0: <laughs> what a dick move! You just cut him off, hey, right? He's number two, right? He's number two. He's he's like, two. Got <laughs> that important. Just kind of throw him off to the side. He's a number two, and that's just what happens. But uh, stick with us. Uh, we're gonna be gone for about a couple minutes here. We're gonna refresh our drinks, refresh your drinks, and uh, join us on the other side. This is SportsCast Live from the Juice Group Studios in Glentor, California.
1: Yeah, you're back on. okay I was, we're, I was wondering what are were gonna we're talk. About, well you gotta try-
0: point to me you well, point to me and say we're I was, back
1: I was trying to fade you out I was trying to fade
0: oh, you cam you're not getting a check this week I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> if you were expecting a check this week it's it's in the mail bro anyway we are okay, back on sports gas huge thank you to Daryl Evans um and a big apology to <laughs> to Mr odog uh please call us back Odog. Uh he just he just cut you off for some reason I wanted you to be part of that interview. Um, with Mister Evans, but uh, we are back online. Great interview with Daryl Evans. Uh, I believe uh, the Guru is going to be calling here in on. here in a minute. Oh, he's on already.
1: Yeah, whoever this is, who's on the line? Is it O Dog? Who's on the line? O-Dug? Talk to
0: me, phone caller. Hello. Hello. Oh, is this Josh? Hello. Hello. State your name and state what you want to talk about, please. You're on the sportscast, live are you, from the Juice Room Studios. Been,
6: are you guys done stuffing
0: your faces? No, actually I just barely got one taco in and you said, "Hey, that's a long break. Get back on the air." Like, dude, if you're not here, I'm running the show. All right? If I want to take a 20, <laughs> if I want to take a 20 minute break, guess what? i to take a 20 goddamn minute break cuz you're not here. All right?
6: Okay, I'm just saying it was quite a long... I mean, you guys you guys can get three songs on there. That's, That's pretty right ridiculous.
0: When they download this and upload it or whatever they do, they can <laughs> fast-forward through the commercials and then get back to the interview. Uh, you know what?
1: It was two and a half, technically, because we got, like, Partial way through that Almond Brothers song, so it was two and a half. right <laughs> so it wasn't that long.
6: Yeah, that's a seven minute Almonds Brothers song right there. Right. <laughs> hey, did you see that? Watching the game, though, man, Draymond Green just picked up his first technical of the series.
0: Oh, Lord, are we going to get him kicked out in game five again and the whole thing is going to turn or what?
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, not, not going to play out last year. I mean, they got KD now. It's not. They might win this game if I mean they're still they're playing their asses off and they're still down by two points right now. I mean you know, I, I just think that there's too much too strong for the Warriors, especially with Kevin Durant, but it's gonna go five. I called it I called it in five and I called the MVP Curry, but I think the M V P is actually gonna be Durant. What do you think, Cam?
1: That's gotta be Durant. I mean, you know what you know what's funny too is LeBron if you're actually looking statistically, LeBron's averaging a triple double even through these first two games, but it just seems like Durant has more of the series, right? Like, he's just kind of dominating him on both ends. I've never well, seen...
6: Well, yeah, I think, I, I think that LeBron only That just had sounds one so wrong. ...in the, in the fourth no. quarter in the last two years.
1: But I've never seen... He's dominating him on both ends. No, no, no. Why you got to be gay about it. i got to right? make everything gay. Right? <laughs> just, just, just no, but I've never seen, like. to, to this point, I've never seen LeBron back cut so much and LeBron just like giving up on plays, like it's almost like he believes that he can't guard Durant. If that makes any sense. Yeah, he's he's Yeah, it
6: makes sense. He's getting tired by the fourth quarter because he's having to guard Durant or Curry or whoever it is, their best player. And Love is so horrible on defense that he gets no help, especially with Kyrie either. And Kyrie's just not having the same series as he did last year. He's not making the same shots. J.R. Smith isn't hitting anything. Kyle Korver, I mean, he had a dunk tonight, which is very surprising. It was ridiculous to see. But he's not having a good series either. And it's just it's too much, man. It's just like, Curry just hitting the three right now. You know, it's just there's too much offense for them. And my thing is is that they came out today, Magic's trying to say, oh, well, you know, the Lakers would sweep the Golden State Warriors. And, Pops, you know this, and I know you, you like to back your old teams, but there's no team in the history of the NBA that would beat this Warriors team.
0: No, I'm I'm not going to agree with you. I'm really not going to agree with you, man. I I still think those Lakers teams and those Celtics teams would give them a good run because they played hard-nosed defense. They had the big guys in the middle. Yeah, but and they, they can't play. make a
6: three though. You're shooting
0: two they for three they, they wouldn't have to make a three. That's my point. You have Magic going to the hoop like LeBron is. When LeBron puts his head down, goes to the hoop, there's nobody to stop him. He just makes his two points. The problem is nobody else can score around him, and they don't have enough flow to score enough points with the Warriors. My point is when you have Kareem and you have Worthy and you have those guys and they have Larry Bird and you, and you have McHale and you have Parrish, you have enough power underneath the boards that these current teams do not have that it offsets the miraculous shooting. You know, I, I'm going to give you that. This is the best shooting team I've ever seen. Okay, But what I'm going to ask you to consider is when these guys go in the lane, they're on their ass. This is hardball. Nobody's nobody's down gonna, on their ass. Draymond Green them. Draymond yeah. Green's the only guy that plays eighties basketball. So I'm just saying that they st- they scored a hundred and something points a game. They had the fast break team that could run with these guys, but they also could play defense. I'm I'm saying this the defense of those teams along with the offense was superior than what you're getting right now.
2: And these
6: games, like I said a lot last time seven to one. The Cows have given everything they can, and it's still losing by six. It's just don't have enough. It's just shouldn't see what the Warriors do, especially with the contracts coming this year. I mean, they're going to have to pay quite a bit of money uh, for max contract guys.
0: What's that noise? That was o Oh, bring him in, man. Just... Can you connect him? Odog, dog are you on the line, too?
2: Yeah. Odog, you're on. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey. I don't feel offended because, like Cam said, I am number two. <laughs> I embrace my role as number two. And when you cut me off, I don't know if you saw my tweet, you dropped me like a, like a face-off while I had a hockey game. I'm like, all oh, right, hey, like a puck in face-off. I'm good. I still feel it, We rough.
0: just got a more
3: important call, man. You're
0: just going to have to wait your turn. You know, know your hey, listen, I, I understand. Like so, we me every day, bro. Like the Varball says, <laughs> stay in your lane, homie. Stay in your lane. Is Josh on the phone too? There you go. Camp?
1: Yeah, Josh is on the Josh phone. you're on the phone? Yes, no. Josh. Josh.
0: Well, now you just dropped Josh. <laughs> he cut Josh. Off. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: It says add to group call and it doesn't add to group call. It just goes to the next person. That's
0: hilarious. Well, now Josh is number That's two. Awesome. Number two. <laughs> Josh is number two. But, uh, you know, he was speaking to. Um, you might remember. I don't know how much you remember the '80s Lakers, but he, you know, he's telling me that he thinks this is the greatest team to ever play basketball. And um, <laughs> Josh just texted me. You just effing dropped me for freaking number two.
3: That's <laughs> right. I love
0: it. <laughs> Trisha just said, said, I hope they cut Josh
2: off. Not because I want him to get cut off, just because I think it would be funny.
0: (laughs) Well, he was too busy to do the show, so you know what? You got to get in line, bro. It get says I keep
1: pressing. I keep pressing the answer button, and it <laughs> That's
0: awesome. But you know, hey, we're really sorry to cut you off. I don't know if you heard That's the interview that we fun. had with Daryl Evans, but you know, um, you know, it was it was really a coup for us to get to call in again. Listen, so. I'm like I, I
2: agree with you. When I, I heard you talking about the Lakers of the A's, they would put those guys on their asses. Steph Curry would catch a couple of forearms and right? elbows. And he'd have to play more physical. Kevin Durant would have to be more physical. The 80s and the 90s basketball was a more physical style of basketball, not this finesse shoot three pointers. I get what Josh said, trading threes for twos. You couldn't get to the three because it would put a forearm in your chest.
0: I, I, I totally agree with that. I I would love to see, you know, and we're going to go with four teams here, okay? I, I I think the 80s Lakers and the Celtics. You give me MJ's teams, and you give me the bad boys. On. And, and, uh, Josh, you're here. Josh, you on? Josh? Okay, anyway, I'm going to take those four teams, O-Dog, and I'm going to put them up against these teams. And and they may not win a seven-game series, but it's going to be one competitive series because they could shoot, they could pass, but they played defense. That was their number one thing, is they played defense, and none of these teams have a Kareem. None of these teams have a Parrish and and, and Bird and, and uh, McHale on the front line. I mean, these teams don't match up with those guys. I mean, it, it's just not there. But I am, I will give you this, and I will give Josh this, and I will give him the nod. This, for pure shooting, this is the best basketball team I've ever seen, for absolute pure shooting. But to win championships against championship caliber teams that's a different story in my book
2: I agree 100% and like you said people forget how long that Celtics front line was McHale had long arms he could block shots Parrish had long arms. He could block shots. Kareem had long arms. He could block shots. There was a lot of defense on those front lines of the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s. Now, it, it, it was a different style of game. It was a drop them, back them down, you know, shoot the skywalk. It was yes. a turnaround jumper from the baseline. These guys are shooting threes, and they're taking the the, the analytics and saying we'll trade threes for twos, and we'll beat you that way because we're going to hit more threes. How do you feel about that knocker? As a guy who's watched basketball for as long as you have and as long as I have, do you like today's NBA game, or do you find it—I mean—tough to adjust to? What are your thoughts on that?
0: In my opinion, I do not find it entertaining. I, I, I truly don't because I don't see pure basketball here. It, it, it's a shooting contest, and for most of the games, to me, right. it's a shooting contest. And they've backed out, and they've backed out, and they've backed out. Curry's shooting from the from the freaking hash mark. Now, kudos to him—he can make it. That's that's pure talent. That's fantastic. In my opinion that he can do that. But to me, that's not basketball. To me, the 80s basketball was fantastic. All you young people, take the 1969 1770 New York Knicks. That's basketball. Take the mid 60s to 1969 Boston Celtics. That's basketball. Weaving, passing, picks, this, that, five people involved. This is just run and gun, and that's fine because that's what it's evolved into. But for someone my age who's watched it evolve into this, this is not entertaining to me. And I'm sorry, but we've seen it a couple of times in this series. Curry double dribbles. Blatant double dribble. Oh, my god! Oh, my gosh. The carrying over by Kevin Durant, he puts his hand under the ball for two seconds and then turns it over and dribbles again. There is no rules anymore. There's no traveling. There's no what carrying the over traveled? exactly. There, <laughs> you know, there's there's no rules anymore. It's 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 just to me, you know, to me with my old school, call me crudging, call me don't get off my grass. You know, I'm just the old guy, but I, I don't I do not find it as entertaining. And I think the numbers don't lie. I think today's society, if you're going to compare the NBA playoffs to the NH to the NHL playoffs, there, there's no comparison as far as the excitement and the drama from round one to the finals, would you not agree?
2: I agree. I agree 100% with you, Naka. There used to be a strategy to basketball. Who are you going to throw it down? You had the the, the, you know, the Showtime with the Lakers, but you also had drop it down to Kareem, have him shoot a skyhook. You had Shaq in the, on the baseline, have him shoot a turnaround jumper. You had the fast breaks of the Lake show with the Kobe and, 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 and Ori when he played for the Lakers. So there was a lot of different strategies, and it was like, how are you going to defend these guys? Now, like you said, it's a shooting show. Who can hit more shots? Let's just throw it up and see how many go in, and let's see if we can – if our threes, I'll do your threes. If your our threes, I'll do your twos. And listen, basketball for me, from the time I learned it, was about getting a high percentage shot. The higher percentage shots are closer to the basket. Now, they've changed that. The Warriors have said, no, listen – we can make them at a higher percentage. We can make them at a higher percentage, even shooting long shots. But is that still a high percentage shot? No. Relatively speaking, it's not a high percentage shot. It may be a high percentage shot for Curry and Durant, but overall, it's not a high percentage shot.
0: Right, and that's the goal what, is to get the best. And that, exactly. uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's why you only have two teams that are compelling, because the rest of the league cannot duplicate. What these two teams are doing. These are two unique teams in a unique environment in the NBA. And Josh wants me to tell you that um, he thinks you're crazy that the '80s and '80s wouldn't compare to this team, and you should stick to football. But
2: that's just because he's too young.
3: That's he, 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 he's
2: right. Too
0: young. He doesn't, right? he doesn't remember it. And that's why you're on the air and he's not. <laughs>
5: He doesn't remember how good the eighties Lakers were. He
0: doesn't remember. He doesn't know. He doesn't know the Gretzky Oilers Here's from the, the 80s And that I... That's why I love having these discussions with him because I'm as passionate as he is about the current state of affairs, you know, but I've seen them all. I've seen them from 65 to now.
1: See, I've watched a lot of, as a, as a longtime NBA fan, I have watched a lot of the Showtime Lakers and all this stuff. Um I do believe this Warriors team would give them a run for their money. Sure, absolutely. It'd be good. I games. mean, it would be like se- it would be a seven game series. I just don't know what set of rules you're gonna quantify it by. Right. If you're playing in today's NBA, no team will beat this Warriors team. No team. Because you can't hand check. Well, because that's right. the you cannot, play, that's the the you yeah. cannot <laughs> play the same defense. You can't play the same defense, you can't hand check. If you're playing by right. the eighties rules, the the Lakers are gonna win. I think everything why a lot of people are getting upset is um why a lot of people are getting upset is is that this this whole league is built upon just shooting the three-pointer right.
0: right
5: yeah
1: we gotta we gotta bring on
0: josh well you could try are you gonna drop o-dog it might happen hang on o-dog if he drops come back hello who's josh, on the I mean, air I've
1: tried putting you on like yeah. three times as adding you to the call
0: did we, we lose o-dog
1: I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, we lost
0: Odog. Oh my God, Cam! Come on!
1: I added here. him to the I call. You know what? As a matter of
0: fact, you're gonna owe me money by the time this damn show's. I <laughs> I've literally you.
1: added. I've literally plus pressed the plus sign to add Odog to the here. call. I'm okay,
0: here. Okay, well, what what do you have to rebut against uh, Odog there? Because me and him are in agreement, Josh. I can hear you. Hello. Hello. You yes, can't hello. hear
6: me. Hello.
0: Oh, for God's sakes! I Josh? can
6: hear you. Hello.
0: He says he can't hear us, Cam. He's on. Hello? Who's hey, well, on the I phone? I can hear you. Is, can hear you. Is, you can? Hello? I can hear you. Hello? Well Then talk. If you can hear me, talk. Yeah, I can hear you. Well, then say <laughs> something, for God's <laughs> sakes.
6: Yeah. Talk, ask O-Dog. what it, why Dude, you just he bonged here, didn't you? You just
0: took two big rips on <laughs> your so, bog and you so called in, in, didn't you?
1: Okay, <laughs> hang on. what?
0: You just took two big bong rips and called in, right? So
1: you mad at me now? Oh, still? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right dude,
3: you're, me, all actually. I can
0: hear you say is it's right in front can, of me." I can hear you, bro. I
3: is want, it,
1: I,
6: oh dog, I want to know this and his stupid reasoning. <laughs> he says, "Oh, it's just a shooting league." Well, what the fuck is basketball? It's shooting. Come on. Oh, they're just a shooting team. Oh, well, that's what fucking basketball is, oh dog. I mean, do you know what it is? You get a ball inside of a hoop. You shoot the ball. <laughs>
0: So you're just if saying I'm that really that's shooting, that's the point of the I game, regardless you. of anything else. Just that's the point of the game is to score points. Hello. It's ridiculous. Well, you know yeah. who would you know who would love you is Paul Westhead, right? Paul Westhead, the guy that 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 Magic Don't. got fired.
1: Paul Westfall.
0: Westfall. Yes. His philosophy at Loyola Marymount was get as many possessions as you can, fire up as many shots as you can, and the yes. odds will say that we will beat you if we can outshoot you by 25 shots stats will say if we make yes. 50% of those extra 25 shots we will beat you just by sheer numbers it's but is that entertaining josh is that basketball when you only have i
6: don't care if it's entertaining or not does it win
0: it, but but the point josh is you have a league and right now you only have two teams yep. that can do that on a consistent basis the rest of the it's league cannot compare to that. No, it's it has no, no, no. All right, now no. we got both of us on There we go. <laughs> listen, I understand. see I told you I was, adding,
1: I was adding them on a group
0: call and
3: it would not do it. Tell That's him like, O dog, it, know, hasn't all, it hasn't always all been all been all a, all
0: it all hasn't in. always been a it hasn't always been a two a two you Josh uh, is listen. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Josh. I'll let you speak first
2: and then I'll retort.
6: Okay, dude, okay, you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me, oh, they're a shooting team or this. this. Yeah, it's about shooting. That's what basketball is about, about getting the ball inside of the bucket. doesn't matter how you do it or where it's from. It's not, it's not the Warriors' fault, but there's a three-point line now, and they took advantage of it. They got smart. They're up in Silicon Valley where they should. This wasn't a team that they just bought and put together. They drafted Curry. They drafted Clay. They got Draymond in the second round, and they're fortunate enough because they drafted well to have money to get Kevin Durant. They would beat any team hands down, Lakers, Bulls, give me anyone you want. It doesn't matter. I'm trading threes for twos, and you can't guard KD or Curry with anybody that played back in the day. Don't tell me Pippen can guard Curry. There's no way. No way Pippen guards Curry or or guards Clay. It's not happening. Allow
2: allow me to retort now. Josh, you're right. It is a shooting contest. It's always about shooting. But, and and Naka, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you brought up Paul Westhead because Paul Westhead's goal was to score, what, 144? Wasn't that his goal back in the day? Yes,
3: yes, sir. Yep.
2: I mean, he wanted to outscore you. So he was way ahead of his time as it relates to basketball today. But basketball, Josh, I get it's about shooting, but it's about high-percentage shots. It's about taking the shots that give you the best opportunity to score. And shooting three-pointers... Back in the day, didn't give you the best opportunity to score. That's why it's a big man, it was a big man's game. So you get seven footers that are closer to the rim. Okay? They're closer to the rim, it makes the shot a higher percentage shot. You don't get five, nine guys that can shoot three pointers at a fifty percent rate, but the game has changed. And you're right, to your point. I have to concede you're absolutely right. In today's game, it's a different game. You can go get six footers that can shoot 37 percent from the three-point line and make them, and you can win ball games. But the that's prob- not we. Yeah, that's not the, be basketball, be that's the basketball. That's not the basketball the knock I grew up on.
0: The problem here. The problem here, you two, Damian Green, seven foot, making three. It's not just small guys making threes.
6: The whole league me... has changed. No, that, see, that's where you're
0: wrong. That is where you're wrong. It's not the whole league. It's two teams. There is not enough talent on it's earth. It's the
6: two teams that are winning, and I the understand two teams that are winning that, have figured it out. But the
0: NBA is trying to sell a product. This one it's team has always
6: been two teams. It's always no, been the Lakers no, and South No, 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 no. Yes, it no. has. You yes, had the Sixers.
0: You had the Jazz. You had Phoenix. <laughs> there was always five or six teams in contention all those years. This is boring. You have two yes. teams. That just are just so much above in this league where oh, all you have to do is the shoot. And Celtics
5: the oh NFL God, 6, no. It wasn't boring. no! No, boring, no, no, it was, no! no. It wasn't because Because they it had to basketball. go through three There's or four teams basketball. to get there.
2: It, was, it had some strategy to it. It wasn't just ever
6: to play the game. We have the greatest player ever to play the game playing in the series. We get to watch it, and it's not good basketball.
0: No, Now, Josh. In the history of the Josh, league I agree. His... Knock on this one. In the history of In the history of the league. If you say there was no parity and there was only two teams, why has there only been one team to go 13 and 0 up to this point and the other team go 12 and freaking 3? cuz there's no freaking competition. All those series went 7 games, 6 games, 7 games, hard-fought battles all the way to the there was end. So the the, battles. Last, the only team to sweep you your old tank, The only man. team Everything to sweep was 70s, the 76ers. The, 86ers, the 76ers <laughs> in the finals when Magic went down, the 76ers beat him in 4 games. But every other freaking series of the 80s went Seven games. Even the 60s, the Lakers took the Celtics to seven games almost every damn series. This is ridiculous. 12-0, and you go 4-4-4, 4-4-4. I mean, this is just stupid. Oh, the NBA, right both, are, both, both. up The Lakers
6: back with Shaq and Kobe, dude, they just rolled through teams. What's any difference between what Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers did rolling through teams for a few years? There was some strategy to it,
2: Josh. Yeah. There was some strategy to it. You had to defend, try to defend Shaq. You had to try to defend Kobe. Now all you do is try to defend the three-point line. You just defend yeah, the three-point no way. line. There's no base. Big... Uh, you know what I heard today? You know how the game has changed? You know what I heard today? Dwight Howard said he's working on a three-point shot. Dwight oh Howard!
3: Uh, I'm oh,
6: take a rip real quick. Hang on a second.
2: The Josh. DeWayne Howard's working on a three-pointer. What did I tell you about basketball today? Go ahead,
0: go ahead Cam. Cam the one uh,
5: thing that I, wants to that, talk. I, that I will say about. Called Get evolution. off my lawn, Josh. Get off my lawn. Let <laughs> Cam talk. Evolution, you old fuck. <laughs> Get off my
6: lawn. I will say the one All thing right. about well, the I got 2001 got so far, Lakers. I've got a couple of shots because I know you're getting a shot of the week. Can I throw a couple in right. there? All right. We'll let the high
5: guy I
6: go. want to <laughs> <wanna> give. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to the Nashville Predators fan who bought 96 Coors like and ran up an $1,100 bar tap at Game 3 of the NHL Stanley Cup. Absolutely. That is fantastic and deserves a shot of the week.
1: Hey, not only that, too, but he bought 20 other beers. He bought, like, 20 Miller Lights and 20 <laughs> yeah. Bud Lights, too. It was, like, unbelievable.
3: Very nice. Yeah, I,
6: that's commitment Definitely right there. gets my shot of the <laughs> week. And, uh, and I also uh, want to give – I want to know, pause before I got. I want you guys to bring up – I don't know if you have, right, but – What do you think of Bob Stoops, man, just randomly calling it retire today with Oklahoma? He said it's not for health, which I I kind of believe him. He said he wants to go live, you know, the good life or whatever. But that's just surprising to me. And, and I mean, he's got a pretty good team coming back. I think he's going to be ranked in the top five, and he gives it all up. What are your initial thoughts, Knocker, when you college man with Bob Stoops calling calling it quits?
0: I think there's so much pressure. Absolutely so much pressure on college football coaches. I think there's more pressure on college football coaches than professional football coaches. I I really, truly do believe that. And he's he's had such a great run at Oklahoma, and he really has not gotten credit for the amount of wins and the amount of things that he's done at Oklahoma. He's always under the gun, and it's never good enough. You know, and he's just he's gotten beat by, you know, he's gotten blown out in a few of the, uh, the BCS championship games and, and what have you. I don't... I don't blame him. I think in today's environment, uh, I just don't blame him. I, uh, the recruiting's tough. Dealing with the players is tough. Dealing with the players do off the field is tough, especially at Oklahoma. Uh, I, I think this is a very... Keep good in game. mind.
2: Go ahead. And to keep in mind that um, Bob Stoops, his father died at, I think it was 54 right. coach of football of a heart attack and Bob Stoops is 56. And, you know, like you said, Knocker, with all the pressure that, that he's under and the program's in a good space. I hear they have a good recruiting class coming in. Mm-hmm. He's leaving while he's on top. He's not, you know, getting pushed out. Exactly. And he's going to stay with the university. And he's basically said, look, it's time for me to go. I'm going to get out while again's good. I've done all I can. I've won 10, 10 Big 12 titles um, in 18 years. You know, I won a national championship. I'm okay. And, you know, I'll leave the program in good hands in a good space. And, it, and it's okay.
0: I, I, I truly agree with it. You know, I'm going to throw some names out there. Uh, you know, Jim Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw um, um, the, the, the running back for the for the Lions. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. I'm going to throw out John Gruden. You have to be smart nowadays, man. Nobody wants to die on the sidelines. Nobody wants to give so much and miss so much of their family and miss so much of bringing your children, your grandchildren, he's done enough. He's done enough. And, and like you said, oh yeah. o- o- dog the, 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 the program's in a good space. I just think it speaks to the, the, the pressure. So to to, your, to you, Josh, no, I'm not shocked. I think it's kind of sad that someone who has so much success that if you want to try and read into it that, you know, yeah, well, he won one, but he shouldn't have won four. It's just all crap from people who don't coach and people who don't, have to have to do what the he has to do, and I think it's a great thing for him. I, I I really do. I respect the decision, and and I wish him good luck.
1: Yeah, Josh hung up. Josh hung up. That's okay. Yeah. For uh. And you know. hey, listen, guys. Before
2: I go, I want to get two things out there. I want to give a shout out to UCLA. I'm gonna give my shout of the week for UCLA giving Jackie Robinson a football statue in front of the Rose Bowl. I think Very that's nice. an awesome accomplishment and, and, and an awesome thing. Um, But I also want to give a shout-out to um, Minor League Baseball. And if you can, help me out. My cousin plays Minor League Baseball. His name is Nico Goodrum. He plays for the Rochester Red Wings. Nice. And the the AAA All-Star Game is coming up. And if you can, I'd like to get him in the AAA All-Star Game as a starting shortstop. You can vote 25 times a day if you go on. D- www.milb, so it's milb.com, you can vote for the All-Star Game, or if you just search Triple A All-Star Game, he's a shortstop for the Rochester Red Wings, it's the uh, Minnesota Twins affiliate, and I'd love to have you guys help getting them in the All-Star Game, i appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I gotta get out of here, I-, I love the show, I watch the rest of the show online, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate the time. You know, I love you
0: guys. No problem, my brother. Hey, do me a favor. Send me that tweet so I can copy it, paste it, and, and, and send it out. Send it to our website so Josh can send it out on our on our website. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's exciting, man. I, I, I love that stuff. So... So kudos to you. I do that, man. I appreciate
2: that, man. We'll get him as many votes as possible, and, and that would be great, man. I, I love the kid. He's the co- son of my cousin, so it would be a great great event if we can get him in there, and, and thanks for your help, man. Okay. And check out the show. We come on Tuesdays. Let me give a shout-out. In the game, wbks com. Tuesdays from 9 to 11 every Tuesday. We do it East Coast style. I love the West Coast format. And knocker. Cam, you guys keep up the great work. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me contribute. And I, and I love you guys and I love what you do, man.
0: You got it, my brother. You got it, man. That that was O Dog from In the Game on Tuesday nights. Uh that's the only show that I call into regularly. Um you know, he's 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 a bad man, man. He flew out all the way from New Jersey to play in our tournament, man. And and uh, I just love that guy. So, um let's take a quick break, Cam. All right. Um we'll come back with shot of the week. Uh we'll talk about Uh, A little bit of hockey and a little bit of baseball and, um, you know, whatever else is on the other side. But uh, let's take about a uh, four or five minute break. Everybody refresh their drinks. We'll we'll do Shot of the Week on the other side and uh, stick with us, okay? web studios in glorious glendora california we just had a rousing nba talk between i
1: wasn't really a talk it was more of a just yell right a shouting contest <laughs> that's okay who has got the bigger wing right that's
0: <laughs> what we are between uh, uh O-Dog and my son josh who just has no idea you know anything he's so myopic as to what's happening today he cannot see the big picture but you know that's his problem and and we're working on it. He's in therapy as we speak <laughs> right now. So <laughs> as we move forward, we will get into shot of the week. Okay, it's a little late. It's a little odd. It's a little odd timing, but you're gonna have to deal with this because it's only me and Cam here in tonight. And Cam, I appreciate you coming down. I appreciate the job that you're doing. Uh, from you know the the stress be- before, everything seems to be working great. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. We will do shot of the week right now. Um,
1: and I will go first
0: if you don't mind. It's your show.
1: Yeah, I I don't mind. you're running. You're running the ship here, buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My first shot of the week has got to go to Scooter Jeanette. What the hell is that? And where did you come from? Four for five, four home runs in a row for the Cincinnati Reds. He joins exclusive company. I don't think it's at like nineteen. Twenty or twelve or something since it's since like it's been done. Nineteen hundred, right? I mean, people have hit four home runs before, but never gone four for five and 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 all that other stuff. Just ridiculous.
1: Interesting little tidbit. He was O of nineteen before that point. Get out of here. He was O for nineteen coming for into the, 19, the game. I think he was O for nineteen in like the last like three or four games or something like that, and then just <laughs> popped off four for five. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: I I dare anybody to tell me, oh, yeah, Scooter, man, he was on my fantasy team, bro.
1: (laughs) Seriously, I think I was going to pick him up. Get out of here. Very close.
0: I just call bullshit on that. No,
1: I swear. I swear on my life. Scooter Gannett. Scooter Gannett's been having a really good season. (laughs) Hey, I work for Fox. That's all we do is baseball. I call Trust bullshit. Me. I'm I sorry. Swear. I call I bullshit. Swear. I picked up Ender Enciarte Ander before, but was, <laughs> I was
5: between
0: them. That's awesome. But way to go, Scooter, <laughs> man. You have your 15 minutes of fame. Okay? My second shot of the week is going to go to Jimmy Johnson, man. He just – he just. every time you count him out, he wins a NASCAR race, man. So, So kudos to you, Jimmy Johnson. And to the Oklahoma Sooners. You lose your football coach but you gain a third national championship in women's softball in the last five years. If you did not watch, it, the whole tournament was fantastic. The, really, the whole tournament was was fantastic. Um, but, but the College World Series, they went 18 innings in game one of the finals. It was best two out of three. Oklahoma, who had won in odd years um, um, the national championship, and the Florida Gators, who came in as the number one ranked overall softball team in the tournament. They had never played each other in the finals before, but they'd won the four last, last national championships. Eighteen innings, eighteen innings, and this wasn't boring. One two three, one two three. There were people on base. There was tying runs at the plate, winning runs at the plate. Blah blah blah. You got a two out home run to tie the game in the bottom of the twelfth inning. It was just unbelievably fantastic. I have a soft heart, a uh, spot in my heart for softball. My daughter played it. She kicked ass. I coached it from. At the time she was five to the time she graduated uh, college, and that's you know roughly what 17 years. I coached um, um, softball. Big place in my heart. These women are badass. They're superstars. And <clears throat> shot of the week <clears throat> to the Mississippi Rebels girls softball team. You're all smoking hot. All I gotta <laughs> say is every one, <laughs> every one of the players on your team, friggin' smoking hot. But kudos to the Oklahoma Sooners wins the national championship. What compelling. It was more exciting than the NBA playoffs. That's all there is to it. Uh, and those are my uh, shots of the week. All Am? right.
1: Well, I'm going to start with a shit just because I can. So <laughs> I'm going to roll with the, actually, you know what? You gave a shot to Mississippi. I'm going to give a shit to Mississippi. Whoa! Uh, they're contesting seven out of the 21 recruiting violations. Right, uh, that right. That they have from their football program. Right. Yeah, they're I saw that. They're up their, their coach. Uh, very disappointing considering that they – not only admitted to having some of these recruiting violations actually happen, but to contest the other seven, I feel like if you've already admitted to other ones, you know, just kind of let it out of the bag. Right. Um, So I'm going to go right there. My shot's going to go to Bob Stoops. Uh, I grew up, my whole family's from the Midwest. We're all Nebraska fans. And my, my going back for the Ohio State game this year, uh, big shout-out to uh, Bob Stoops. Loved watching those right. Oklahoma-Nebraska rivalry games, and that was great. And then my last shot is going to – I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, but its it was a 7-Eleven owner in South Boston. Get this. Was disappointed with how his – he was a franchisee of Seven Eleven. He was disappointed how it was being run. They wouldn't let him throw out the hot food. He wanted to take all the hot food, you know, the taquitos. That right, right. There. The hot
0: dogs, all that crap. So he
1: had to throw it all away every day. What? So you know what he did? Took his money, said, I'm selling it, sold it, opened a competing store across the uh across Get the way. Out. Guess what it's called? Instead of seven eleven? How about six twelve? Get out of <laughs> here. It's a six twelve place. Outta boy. So it's six twelve convenience store and he's actually gotten some of his customers to uh Hop on over. And, you know. America, F- yeah, baby. So I want to give my shout-out to that guy. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So. Uh, Josh does chime in. Uh, I'm sorry I don't have Twitter because we I punched out my laptop on the day of the tournament, and I haven't replaced it yet. <laughs> um, Josh's shout of the week is uh, to the black guy who is Water Slide Jesus. Don't know what oh, that
1: means. Oh, yes, yes. I know exactly who it was. There was a video of going down a water slide. He literally slid across all the water, and when he came up to hit— like I did Andras- see that! And he, he just up.
0: cruised right across the water and, and stood up yeah. just like, yeah, I planned right. that. Yeah, it's right. like,
1: not only can I can walk on water, you know, that is Jesus. That is Jesus.
0: <laughs> I did see that one. And also, Jerry Seinfeld, disses Kesha.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, Josh, I totally agree with you. Have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Okay, so total.
0: I don't like either one of them, but go ahead.
1: What? Oh, come on. No, that, I like Sharp, but not the other guy. Okay. okay. Anyways. Jerry Seinfeld's doing an interview on a red carpet, being right. very nice. Kesha goes, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. And he comes up, and she goes, can I hug you? And he says, no, no, thank you. Whoa, Said, oh, just no. like that? Said, no, no, thank you, and she just kept doing it, and he was like, no, no, thank you. And then he starts laughing about it with the other guy, and he turns to the interviewee, and he says, I don't know who that was. And then they started laughing. Oh no <laughs> shit you didn't know it with Kesha. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Why.
1: So he totally did a Larry Day. That is so cool. <laughs> that is
0: so cool. I don't know you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're not that big. <laughs> All right. Here we go now. All right.
0: Play the music cuz we're going to take a shot two, right here. Shots!
5: Shots! 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 Shots!
0: going to regret that so much tomorrow.
1: <laughs> mm. Wow. Tastes so good once it hits <laughs> your lips. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Frank the Tank, baby. <laughs> That's my hero right there. What do we got as a score right here? What's what's going on? We're on commercial. It was
1: like in commercial. the 70s. I don't know. A close game? Yeah, it was a close game.
0: Okay. Okay. Not sure where we're going to go from here, Cam. I'm going to kind of just bend to you because you know more about all this shit than Well, you know what, uh, I
1: actually want to go to, you know what we really have, I mean, we've touched on college football a little, but uh, spring practice is starting up. Right, right. So, I know that there's been a lot of rumors, uh, Bob Stoops leaving, kind of just some vacancy and some head coaching issues, but I just want to know, you know, it's never too early for us to go to preseason and who we think is going to be our preseason picks. Right,
0: right. Uh, it's like it, it's like cocaine, huh, O Dog? Yeah. You just you just can't go away. You just can't stay away, huh? I need a bump. I need a sports cast bump. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Not it's much, not man. Much. We're, we're Cam was just going to bring us into so for the I last half hour guys. to NCAA football. He's going to bring up some points. I want to know your
1: guys' thoughts on uh, what do you expect for?
0: Now, remember, he's a Rutgers fan, so it's <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, he's it's, he's like not really. Wait, relevant. Again, I, I said we're going to talk NCAA football, and uh, I just wanted to remind Cam that you know don't ask him really serious questions because he is a Rutgers fan, and <laughs> so, it's really irrelevant what what he thinks about college oh, football it, what do you
2: think of it's the big tough games? to be a ruckus football fan I, <laughs> I can say that
0: but Naka, i call back to ask you a specific question oh wow <laughs> excuse okay. me
2: did you like the widow jane did you get a chance to taste that
0: brother i loved it it's gone did you oh hell yeah It's gone. Good. it's gone g
2: that was gone in a week. Gone gone weeks ago. Weeks wow. Ago. All right. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I'm sitting here. I was watching you guys do the shower <laughs> of the week, and I'm sitting here taking a sip of Widow Jane. and I said, I got to call Malcolm back and ask him if he liked it. And I'm glad you enjoyed it, because that was a gift from the heart. That's what I drink on a regular basis, so I just wanted to make sure you enjoyed it as well.
0: It was gone, man. little Jane was gone, dude. I really appreciate oh. that, man. That, that was gone in a week. Like, you got it, boom. brother. I just wanted to give
2: you a call back and, and, and check on that, so I appreciate sure, it. I'll right. I, I listen. To, I... Well, hang on.
0: Ants.
1: Cam, yeah, wants, you Cam wants to answer a question as if you can hang on as long al- as you're here. As long as we're talking about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> O-dog, yes yes, no, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> Odog, if you have a chance. I had some my brother bought me some for the wedding for being the best man. Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. It's the best whiskey I have
0: ever. Really? Woodford Reserve Double, double Oaked. I've had double I've
1: Oaked.
2: had the Woodford Reserve. But gotta, it's I've had the Woodford Reserve. It is an enjoyable whiskey. Re, it's very
1: enjoyable. But, oh dog, you got to go Double Oaked. It's just a new thing that they uh, started. The Double Oak? Double Oaked. Like oak O
0: A T or O A K?
1: O A K.
2: Oh, Double OAK. O-A-K. O-A-K. O-A-K.
1: Okay. So it is. All right, I'll check that out. I don't
2: think I've had
0: the double oak.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, it's What's it go for
0: a bottle, man? What's it go for? Seven fifty uh, milliliter. I think what
1: are
0: we the talking? Bottle to?
1: that I had was like sixty bucks. I oh, ain't bad.
0: Oh, dog. Oh, dog. She, she wants to know. Did you like the Johnny Walker Blue knocker? <laughs> Dude, I'm staring at it right <laughs> now. We got about two shots left of that bad boy. You know, we've been off the air. <laughs> we've been off the air, and we've been recording our our our. Our uh, um, our show for the last month since the tournament, and that's what we've been doing for shot of the week uh, since you gave me that bottle. Man, it is so smooth. Daniel, my son Daniel, he bought a uh, a, a bottle of um, a Black Label, oh, right? I had that, and so. he thought he was badass, right? And he he was drinking that in the house, and he, he opened the studio up uh, like three days ago. He goes, "Holy shit, man! You didn't <laughs> tell me you had you had Blue Label out there, man. Where the hell did you get that, Dad? And why are you holding out?" <laughs> you know, so he's become quite the quite the aficionado uh, uh, on that type of drink, man. So I really appreciate that. But yeah, brother, I'm staring at it right now, going, "Okay, Wendy's inside. If I take a shot, she'll know. Is it worth the trouble?" And I'm trending to yes. So just to let you know how I feel about that.
2: Hey, that was a pleasure. You know, that was some Blackout Falcon and I. You know, but I specifically carded that. That little Jane all the way from the East Coast because I can't get it out there. I looked for it the last time we were out there. And I wanted to make sure you had it because I wanted to give you a little taste of that. So next time we'll bring some more.
3: Attaboy. That's what I'm talking about. I had
1: some of the black black label in Vegas for Corey's bachelor party. Oh my God! Good stuff. Man. We were wasted. Got step it up. <laughs> got step it up, but man. But we were doing some. We were doing a lot of shots. So. <laughs> <laughs> it got, it got hey, hey, Oda, you
0: O-Dog. Really appreciate it, did you? Hey, a little shot from from where I work. This 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 came up on the news today, man. You know the little gumball machines where you put a corner in, you spin the thing, and inside are are little like um um super balls, the little rubber balls that the kids yeah. get, and, right, absolutely in Bal, California. little kid put his corner in, right? Right. Turn the dial, little thing comes out. He takes out his little bouncy ball, right? Starts bouncing his little ball, and the ball breaks, and a bunch of white powder comes out of it.
3: What? Mm.
0: The mom tastes the white powder and goes, Hmm, we got a problem here, man. Wow. Eighteen rubber balls in this one gumball machine at this establishment had cocaine in it, man. Somebody's going down somewhere. Somebody screwed up. And Are put, you kidding And put me? the wrong balls in the machine, man. <laughs> and I can't wait to see who gets wow, busted. Wow, somebody's in trouble
2: because what? that machine was not, the quarters were not supposed to work for that little
0: kid. <laughs> it was great, man. That's only out here in California, man. You know, Tony Montana's out there with his chainsaw cutting somebody's arm off over this, man. Because <laughs> you know, that just cost yeah. them a whole bunch of money. That's but,
5: insane. I love it, though. What a great story. But, but look it up, look it up,
0: on, look it up uh, uh, on the Internet. Again, the Internet's a wonderful, thing it's got all kinds of information you should try it sometime um go on the internet and look up cocaine in gumball machine and you'll get the whole damn story man it's awesome that's where i live i love it
1: and then when you're done with that make sure you uh delete your browsing history so the fbi doesn't (laughs) (laughs) we already know they got
0: you all right hold on thanks a lot brother we'll talk to you on the other side hey man i appreciate you giving me all the time i love it man i'll talk to you guys next week have a great night you got it thank you man Thank you. So, um, we got Albert Pujols. Oh, six hundred. Right, and Correct. that day was kind of a, a a special day, from what I heard. That was like six grand slams hit. There was, that, yeah, there that was that particular there was, day. That right? particular
1: day, there were six grand slams hit. I know uh, Albert Pujols; they were up three to one, I believe, and he hits the granny. And what what I
0: like about him is, it, you know, he's not juicing. You know, he didn't do any of that. His six hundred home runs are legit, freaking home runs.
1: Well, I was gonna say because you can tell that his. His longevity of his career as it's been winding down, he's hitting less and mm-hmm. less home runs. You right. can see his powers going. Um, but, yeah, Why don't shot of the week to Albert Pujols. Right. 600, 600 career home runs. Home home that, runs that's is incredible. That is
0: absolutely incredible, and he, they're legit.
1: And what I was saying is it was funny. I was having a conversation at work, and I was saying if there is not a better modern-day hitter than Albert Pujols that we have seen yet— other than what Mike Trout and maybe Bryce Harper, are doing. right?
0: I'll, I'll go with you there. So absolutely. I was saying,
1: like, someone got into an argument with me and said Miguel Cabrera is better, and I was like, no. If you look at Albert Pujols, his longevity, longevity absolutely, his longevity of his career, the way he's done it, the way yeah. he's won, you know, it's just it's it's a testament to, to you how could throw good. you could throw
0: each other out there only because of the of the numbers of hits and average, but no power. I mean, for what Albert has done, combining average and power, I think Babe Ruth is. And Hank Aaron are maybe the only two guys that have combined the both of them without the juice.
1: Probably, yeah, or Ted Williams, if you want to go there. Yeah, but he didn't hit the home Home runs. runs. I mean,
0: he's down in the you know 480s or something like that. I'm not sure exactly where he is. And Willie Mays, right? I mean, Willie Mays is 660 with his average is is legit. And I don't care about anybody else, but Albert Pujols, he's legit. In in my book, I'm just speaking of my book in this modern era of whatever, you know, all that other stuff. He did not juice. He's just a pure hitting baseball playing machine and I think it's fantastic.
1: Who uh who would you say gets to that next plateau? Do you think we'll see anybody in these next uh in this next kind of upcoming class like the Trouts and the Harpers, do you think either one of them will get to six <sighs> hundred?
0: I, I, I just don't you know, you say it all the time, but I just don't see anybody playing for twenty twenty two years. It takes, you know, fifty home runs a year for you know, 20 years, something like that, that's hard to do. It really is, especially with all the money that you make now. You don't have to play all those years to make the money so you can retire. You can retire after one good contract. So I I, I do not think so, but, you know, as of right now, I think Trout has a chance. And I, I think if Harper wants to play that long because they have the body type and they hit good enough for average to stay relevant in the league to continue building those kind of numbers. Um, as long as they do not get a serious injury that costs them a year, year and a half, where you have to rebuild a knee or a shoulder or something like that, which you know is going to affect your swing and your and your output uh, after that, I think right now the current rosters, uh, those are the only two guys that actually have a chance to do something like that.
1: How about, uh, just speaking here locally also too, how about Clayton Kershaw getting to 2,000 strikeouts for his career? Um, Fantastic. Did that against the Brewers. uh mm-hmm. You know, I really don't think if the Dodgers don't get a ring within these next three years, I think they will pretty much have wasted Kershaw's prime. I don't know if you're gonna get another better pitcher in his prime that's no. gonna be this long. No. But what do you think is the key for them to get not only into the postseason for for them to have a deep run? Like what do you think that they have to do? Or maybe a move that they have to make or or just something like the, of that nature?
0: Well, I think right now they're they're Pretty well situated right now. I I think they've they've taken that Kansas City uh, blueprint for their for their run for the two years, and and right now if you're playing the Dodgers, if you get to the sixth inning and you're not winning, you're you're, you're pretty much not going to win the game. I I think they've they've let go of some of the dead weight. I think Pullos is still dead weight in my opinion, but but the people that they pulled up, Taylor and, 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 and um um Peterson and yeah. uh, although he's hurt um. Uh, um, Bellinger, Bellinger, and, and, and I think the young guys that they have that are that have been brought up and they're not afraid of what's going on. I mean, we're not even talking Corey Seager, and he was a phenom just two years ago. I think right now they have enough to do so. It would be great if they could get a Verlander or if they could get another A pitcher into that rotation. I think that's the only thing they're missing because I don't think they can do this with Ryu or Maeda and, and the blister boy. You know, in the rotation, I don't, I don't think they can do that. But in contrast, I'm going to back that ass up with what I just said, right? I'm, I'm going to back my ass up seriously. I do not think that Washington and Chicago are that much better. I think if the, if the, if the Dodgers get in a series with them, that, that they could beat them in a seven-game series if they got a little luck and a couple of breaks. Not necessarily they're they're a better team or a more dominant team than those two, but I think that they can play with those two and get some breaks and get to the world series and and who knows once you get there, who knows what happens
1: uh what are your uh, i mean let 's go with this let's say biggest surprises for m l b too I know we're talking a lot about baseball here, and obviously the season's you know still rolling. Mm-hmm. After these couple finals, we're going to have all baseball. and right. That's going to be uh, a hell for me, but, you know, it's, it'll be what it is. Um, the Colorado Rockies yes. have the best road record in baseball, and yes. he speaks a lot of volumes. Uh, not really doing it with their—I mean, their young arms have provided them some good wins, but doing it a lot with their bats with mm-hmm. DJ Mayhew, Arenado— uh, what are you, What have been your thoughts so far on the Rockies? Uh,
0: I I think it's wonderful for baseball. I, I think it's real good. Can they do this over 162 games? I think you have to have arms to do it for 162 games, and I don't think they have the arms to do so. The Cubs had the bats for a few years, but until they got those three those three dudes, you know Lester and and, and Thor and, and and um and you know the other Arietta yeah, yeah. until they got those guys with the legitimate closer the dude they got for from the Yankees, right? Chapman. Uh, until they got those guys, they were going to be competitive and, and, and get there, but they weren't going to win the whole damn thing. I think the Rockies are right there right now. I think they need some more arms, but I love what they're doing. I love the fact that they're competitive. I think it's great for baseball. Um, uh, on, on the other side, I love what the Astros are doing. They've been building this for two, three, four years right now even though they have they might have the best record in baseball, if I'm they not mistaken, right? And they're number one in the top three offensive categories in baseball, and they're still not getting a lot of run. I think this is the best team in baseball right now. I I really do. I think they're in it for the long run, and I fully expect them to be in the World Series. And I think it's great. I think the move for them into the American League West to get that natural rival with the Rangers and, and the proximity with uh, uh, the Angels and, and Oakland and, and everything being, you know, Pretty much compressed Combat, yeah. for them as far as you know where they used to be in the in the other one you know Atlanta and blah 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 they were all over the place in the National League I think it's great I think it's a great story I love watching El Tuve play you know because you know baseball is the one sport where size really doesn't matter if you can hit you can hit and if you can hit they're gonna find a place for you to play so I love what's going on there it's a long season and, and again in a few more shows we'll we'll get into it um, but I, I like what's happening there I really do
1: the Twinkies man. The Twinkies for me. The Twins. Yeah. Being unbelievable. The fact that they're on top <laughs> of their division. Not only that, uh, they have a couple Angel, former Angel arms. I right. believe you remember. Santana, right? Irvin Santana, mm-hmm. Hector Santiago. Right. They have this young stud, Jose Barrios, mm-hmm. who is a very, very good arm. Um, he's given him great quality innings. But Miguel Sano mm-hmm. carrying this offense finally, and I think finally living up to that. That prospect hype that he's had, right? I don't know if they can sustain it necessarily. I do like their pitching compared to, like as we were talking, compared to the Rockies, right? They do have better young core pitching, um, but it's just you know with those veteran teams like the Tigers, you mm-hmm. know they're just going to end up probably catching you, right? So. Edging them out at the end of the year, yeah.
0: yeah. So you know, but it is nice to see these teams, and the yeah. Twins always do this. Like every six or yeah. seven years, they pop up for a two or three year run maybe get to the World Series, and then they, they just pul- drop back down because of, of where they are. But I do like the fact they're playing outdoors now. I, I just I just love the fact that they're just, you know, it's baseball. Baseball's not supposed to be played indoors on AstroTurf. Sorry.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, right? it, it, it's you got to love those. If they do get in the postseason, it's going to be 30 degree games. <laughs> where <could> be <laughs> it's only or 20 dogs. below.
5: There's
0: right? no way. All right. Well, okay, man. Uh, Well, no, or I'm going to turn the calendar, and then we're going to sign off. You know, far I'm be right, it for oh, me. God. We're going to say goodbye to... Uh, our lovely
1: Mallory. Here, I'll throw on. Oh. Okay. What now? This is what's happening. That's
0: me. It's getting it's hot <laughs> in here right now, man. We're in. Uh, 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 uh,
1: Miss May, and
0: we're gonna turn the calendar here. So we're gonna do this. <laughs> it is getting hot in here right now. <laughs> Let's see what comes our way
1: uh, uh. and Art. here we go
0: i Lime green bikini that's just like smoking hot miss june from your houston texas cheerleaders calendar thank you for that we say goodbye to mali and we say hello Angelina, right so we're looking forward to the next calendar that's coming out but uh right now we're just gonna just stare at this one for the next few weeks and uh say thank you to angelina thank you angelina thank you texas cheerleaders and with that we are gonna bid you adieu for uh wednesday night thank you cam for coming in here running the board got off to a shaky start but you know hey like all good professionals must go on we made it happen
1: hey I, I don't i don't end i i don't start well but i finish <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> that's what hey that's
0: good man better to finish than not get started right yeah. right <laughs> that's what i'm saying so anyway thanks for joining us thanks to devil evans thanks for uh ODOT for coming in and joining us uh josh should be in next week and uh, we'll be back online and uh, thank you to Armando from Frontier who got our shit together and finally got our stuff going on so we'll be able to bring this live to you. Um, bread's good cheer. Bread something, as I always say. Have yourselves a good weekend. And sportscast we'll see you next week. Thank you.
3: Dude up. Dude. Up.